This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having two legendary entrepreneurs, Praveen and Mike Alpert from Smart Health Clubs. We are going to talk about continuously improving your processes and your customer experience. So Praveen, welcome to the show. And I've been tracking your progress for a couple of years now. So congrats on where you guys have gotten to. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. You got it. So do you want to just give a quick background on, you know, you, you come from outside the industry and are now coming in and implementing things. And I find that given your understanding of technology and what other larger companies have done in different sectors actually is a nice infusion of new ideas and how things should be done in our industry. So talk about how you got to here and then we'll ask Mike about, you know, what, why he latched on and, and believes that this is a great platform. Sure, sure. So let me start a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm actually, I would say I'm a born inventor, became an engineer, and now trying my hand out at being an entrepreneur. So I was inventing things even before I knew that I was inventing them. Uh, okay. uh, came to this country in uh, 87 to do my PhD um, after doing a bachelor's in engineering from India. I went to ASU, got my PhD in computer science. Uh, after that, worked for Motorola and then uh, came here to California, Irvine, uh, to join, to lead the uh, Samsung Digital R&D Group. Uh, we built uh, the first um, smart TV uh, that was released back in uh, 2010 time period. Then in 2015, really got excited about fitness. Um, actually, I was excited about that even earlier on, but that time I thought I'd like to do something, especially after uh, Fitbit came out with the pedometer. Wanted to build something. I wanted to get something like a Fitbit um, that would track automatically track the number of sets, uh, weight lifted, and all of that information. Uh, I couldn't find one, so I built a device that would automatically do that and put all that information in an app uh, or in a software uh, that would be available to uh, customers via an app. Got really excited about it, uh, about the whole thing. Uh, went and spoke with Mike Alpert at that time. He said, great idea, uh, but right now, you know, my members are using uh, multiple different apps to solve their problems. So if you can build me one platform that does everything for my members, then not only uh, this would be exciting, uh, your, uh, we'll use your product, but uh, also start using uh, uh, your, your, the, the platform as well. So that's what we have done over the last five years now, almost five years, uh, is to take that vision that Mike had at that time of a single platform that does everything that is member facing. Uh, that's what we have built. That's great. And Mike, you were running uh, the Claremont clubs for a while. So why don't you give your illustrious background in our core health club industry? Uh, we've crossed paths many times. Thank you, Pete. Uh, so my background, I was a, <clears throat> a stockbroker with EF Hutton and I moved up to central Oregon and uh, left the firm and started working on a, at the time, a pretty archaic business plan that eventually became the Athletic Club of Bend. Uh, so I was part of a team that uh, developed and built uh, an 80,000, which became a 100,000 square foot multi-use club up in Central Oregon. 
I came back to uh, Southern California. I was one of the two managing partners, by the way, of the Athletic Club of Bend. Came back and ran a large club in Irvine. It got sold and in the process of uh, closing it down was recruited to go to the Claremont Club, uh, which is a large multi-use athletic wellness uh, social club in uh, Claremont, California on 18 acres and uh, run that. And that's where I've been for the last 23 years until it closed permanently last August uh, as their president and CEO. Gotcha. So what, you know, what's interesting when new technology comes into the, the health club space, sometimes technology kind of comes in on its own and then tries and finds an operator, you know, to say, Hey, let me kind of tinker with this and, and get back to you. So it seems like Praveen, you and Mike kind of got together at the origination phase. Um, so Mike, maybe talk a little bit about some of the frustrations that you had had experienced yourself and what, how the health club industry has evolved and how this technology basically layers on, you know, taking away a lot of the frustrations on the operational side and also the connectivity with the members. Well, that, that's great. I th thank you. That's a great question. Um, first of all, about two months into helping uh, Praveen uh, refine and build the smart weight pin, uh, he asked me what I thought was missing in, from a technology perspective in our industry. And immediately I said to him that I saw a disjointed member experience as the root cause of those problems. And that was due to the fact that at that time, five years ago, we were using eight different mobile apps in order to push information to our members that they had expressed an interest in receiving and or that we wanted to push to them for more member engagement, for higher retention, and also to, to encourage and, and move revenue centers. And I told him, if, as he said, if, if he could come up with a single app that would allow me to eliminate the eight I had, that would be a game changer. Um, all eight, uh, each one of them, we were paying a monthly servicing fee for. Uh, each member had to go in and create a username and login and password, and they had to remember them. And, and most times they had to toggle in between the, the different apps to find what they were looking for. And it became very costly, time consuming and confusing. Nobody was using it and they were actually frustrated and upset by it. So uh, that vision uh, over the last five years, we've been refining and, and developing. And, and the important part of that to go along with that, Pete, is the fact that coming from a club operations perspective and the people that we've deferred to, that we've put together as far as an advisory council, of some of the top owners and uh, CEOs in the industry uh, that actually feed us input, say, this is what would be great. This is what's missing. This is what we need. And that's what we've been developing. So, so Praveen, you know, given your background, you know, working on the Samsung smart TV, the user interface is, is, is a consumer, right? So everything's gotta be easy enough to, for me. And I use my smart TV that I have on my wall here. So thank you for that. Um, from, from a standpoint of, you know, understanding who the end consumer is and understanding that the health club industry, you know, is basically just a bunch of consumers that happen to work in, inside of a club, you know, how important was it for you to understand, all right, here's all the intricacies of how the industry works. And here's like the actual processes that 
you know, a, a front desk worker or a membership salesperson does. Maybe like give us a little insight to how your brain kind of like can infuse the two. I, I use a whiteboard. You probably have it like in four dimensions, you know, in your mind. So talk, talk about how a technology guy understands things and then kind of like flows it up to code. Right, right. So when I walked into this, I obviously, in the fitness industry, I knew nothing about it other than I've been to a gym several times. I uh, did not know, you know what people want, how things are delivered, all of that. So many conversations with Mike, weekends and nights, uh, as you would say, uh, trying to just figure out what is what is the market, where, what do clubs need. Uh, members, what they need, I think I had an idea, but it was really understanding the club that was much more challenging, uh, at least in the beginning. So with, without Mike's help, you know, obviously couldn't have been here without that. Uh, his uh, uh, and, and all the, the managers at the Claremont Club uh, helped us a great deal in understanding that. So for me, it has been really two things. One is all-in-one uh, app or platform that does everything that a member needs because switching between different platforms is confusing. Uh, you are not able to provide all the services that you need, uh, the cost, they are costly, so on and so forth. The list just goes on and on. So that has been the driving force for both Mike and I. And for me personally, the other driving force is uh, the user experience. Ultimately, anything that is too complicated will never get used. So I spend time in making things as simple as possible and then go ahead and spend more time looking at the same thing over and over again till the time I get a single button click. So mm -hmm. on my LinkedIn profile, I think what I write is um, uh, inventor, uh, engineer, entrepreneur, uh, in pursuit of simplicity. And Oops. that is indeed what I do. I am in search of simplicity all the time. Uh, and uh, as my team will tell you, if anyone comes up with a simpler idea or with an idea that is simple to implement, simple to, to, to message to members and uh, to our customers, that idea is always gonna win. Uh, anything too complicated just doesn't work. So yep. our goal is to build everything that you need. That means it is fully functional. It does more than uh, many of the software apps that are there all combined. But building something like that, a vision like that, if it's too complicated, it's just not going to work. So putting those two things together has been really uh, the, uh, the way I, uh, I would like to, to deliver products. And for me, I really think about these things for a long time before we implement. So uh, oftentimes I believe that understanding the problem is more difficult than the solution itself. Solutions, once you understand the problem well enough, most smart people will come to a good solution. They can develop a solution, good solution. It's really sure. understanding the problem. So, so Mike, you, you mentioned before, and I, I don't even think I remember my password to my Twitter account or my Facebook right now. So I totally appreciate, you know, like the, what, what people do. I think I hit forget password with a question mark all the time. And I feel, I feel ashamed because like the computer actually knows something and I don't know and I need to fetch it. Uh, but that's a whole different issue. I'm dealing with myself and I'm, I'm okay. And Praveen, I don't need your help with it. I'll get through it. However, Mike, when you come to a health club operator and you say, hey, look, smart, smart health clubs, like we actually do what four or five of these, you know, platforms do. 
do people, one, do they believe you? Two, you know, how do you kind of take it to the next step of saying like, look, these are actually all best in class. It just happens to be in like a package that I could deliver it to you because I help architect it, you know, through my personal frustrations that have been solved by this, you know, technology company. So what's, what's the usual response? If I'm a new client, I got, I'm on six or seven different softwares and you come in and say, Hey, look, trust me, like it actually does everything. Um, what kind of pushback do you get or how long does it take to, to convince someone that it actually does? Well, I, th- I think first of all, um, you know, being somewhat modest, but I think it's fair to say that I have a, a fairly good reputation in the industry and most of the owners and club operators in our industry know me and they trust me and uh, they know I'm honest and transparent with them. So I think that to begin with, Pete, gives me more of a, a, a welcoming and an open door to speak to people. Um, I think uh, other than that, I, I, can, I can say that, you know, during COVID, which has been the worst nightmare that anybody in business uh, in, in the world has gone through probably in our lifetime, we've been able to, to grow our customer base from 30 locations to over 100. We're seeing our, uh, our customer acquisition month over month at 19% and our, rev- and our uh, revenue growth at 34% month over month. Um, and then I think it's been really a couple things. It's been staying in contact with people and communicating. I think one of the things as a club uh, president CEO that, that I was always frustrated with was the lack of attention I got from people on the software side. You know, email after email, phone call after phone call, and kind of holding the, holding the, the bucket by myself. So I think the constant communication giving club owners and operators the service that they expect and deserve and the reputation in the industry has has really opened a lot of doors and then other than that it's been really word of mouth from the uh, customers the users that are really raving fans of what we're doing and and in addition to that the the opportunity to form some very strong alliances and partnerships with uh, the three major leading uh, soft club operating software uh, providers and others. Gotcha. You know, this industry more than any others um, is definitely a follow the leader um, where w- once you get a couple of accounts, that almost becomes like the calling card or the, the reference check for the, for the next account is, as I see uh, particularly on the software side um, where if you can rattle off a couple of big brands that you power that kind of begets the next, you know, client or, 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 or next chain. It's just a, an evolution on that front. Um, you know, back, back to Praveen, you know, you obviously came from the technology side. You're always trying to simplify everything and, and you got this big company background. You know, what's your view on the digitization of fitness? Obviously you are in the, in the business of powering bricks and mortar and you're powering bricks and mortar to continue to communicate with their members. Do you view this as a natural extension? Are you nervous that maybe the health clubs are not going to think outside of the four walls of their club quick enough? Or do you think like we're at a point where, okay, this is kind of a weapon in the arsenal and I'm going to help power that seamlessly 
or do you think some of these big venture capital back companies, you know, maybe have a different DNA that they're actually going to get these members to to shift to work out outside the club? So I think that's a really an excellent question, and um, I could give probably a few different answers to that. Uh, with the with the health clubs. Uh, Prior to COVID, COVID has been obviously, as Mike already mentioned, everyone knows big, the really the biggest um, uh, event that has happened in our lifetimes has impacted everything that, uh, especially from a health club industry point of view. But coming from the technology point of view, where uh, where we were uh, in 2019, uh, even though we believe we had the best product, most integrated product, but as you have seen or as you already know. Health club industry was not very, uh, very. Uh, they, they weren't very, very digital. They weren't really pushing technology uh, nearly as much as I believe they should have been or could have been. Uh, but COVID changed all that. So in a lot of ways, when COVID happened, beginning of last year or, or March, April time period, you know, we thought about how is that going to impact our business. So at that time, my view was uh, it is going to be a short-term drag till the time COVID lasts. But during this time, clubs will be forced to deliver content and their services digitally. And once that happens, the members are not going to go back to it. The members really so far, unfortunately, members did not know what they could get. And not knowing that uh, puts them uh, they're not. They're, they were not demanding anything more than that. So, just to give you an idea, you know, when before COVID, we tried to do member booking. Uh, we tried to implement that portion of it. We thought we could do a lot more. Provide uh, not only the booking information, but also analytics back to the club. Uh, there was resistance both from the members and the and from the clubs as well. They didn't really see much value in it. Now, COVID happened. Um, at this point in time, pretty much all the clubs are operating under some kind of capacity constraints. And we spent a lot of time and effort making uh, our booking module, which may seem to be, which actually what I thought in the beginning would be a simple thing to do. And why I was wrong with that one. We have spent a lot of effort, but where we are right now, we have members not only um, uh, that they're using it, but we are at the point where members want to use it even after COVID, that's what we hear. So just another anecdote, uh, we were talking to um, Atlantic Club last week. They are, Kevin is on our advisory council mm -hmm. and he mentioned that he has, uh, because everyone at the club is forced to use, um, is forced to use booking now because of capacity restriction. He has a 90 year old who is using a booking in a club using our app by himself. And that to me is a badge of honor, having someone who is uh, perhaps not as tech savvy, I'm just assuming that to be the case, maybe uh, I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that to be, having a person like that who is not tech savvy, uh, may not have used uh, all the tools in the past and be able to use, be able to get what they need. And, and that has been in a lot of ways, as I mentioned before, that is what has driven us. And uh, that's what we, uh, we would like to continue doing moving forward. Gotcha. Well, one question I have just about running a software company. I, I ran a software company for three years and there was this ongoing list of customer 
you know, bells and whistles they wanted to add on to the software. Uh, and at the time I was running uh, ASP, so an application service provider, and I was trying to do cascading style pages so everyone would stay on one platform. And then we woke up one day, three years later, and we basically had 80 different web platforms that were all, you know, somewhat tweaked and customized. So, you know, from, from your standpoint, you know, running a software company today is not like running a software company, you know, when Microsoft says, okay, here's operating, you know, OS six, right. And you don't upgrade that until seven comes. Right. So you have like a year where you can upgrade. So your, your product to use like an art analogy, your product is always wet, right? There's always more that you can continue to add to it. So how do you as an entrepreneur, you know, prioritize versus, you know, I used to wrongly in our technology company was like the loudest customer in, in, in the room kind of got the next set of upgrades, right? So how do, how do you kind of calibrate that in this new normal of, hey, when do you update your product? Well, I, we update it kind of every day. You know, so how do, how do you how do you think about that? And what kind of stress does that create? Or what kind of opportunity do you see that as like, hey, I can fix something, you know, in a couple of hours? Correct. So I, I think, again, a really good question there. Um, we have, uh, so another thing that I do, uh, we have single software base. We have no, we are not doing anything uh, different from anyone. Obviously, that doesn't mean that um, uh, we don't do, uh, whatever that we do is, uh, uh, is, has to be used by everyone. So there's always, almost always someone driving it, uh, a particular feature module that we are, that we're going to add. And as Mike mentioned earlier on, you know, we do have an advisory council and we, we have, uh, we ask them for it. We, we talk to them about this, what we want to do. Is this important for you? Is this something that uh, you think is important for your members? Is this something you can make money on? So we actually have a lot of feedback from our advisory council. Um, now, uh, you couple that with uh, the fact that, um, uh, uh, as I mentioned, for me, it is, again, this comes from just the, the basic idea of simplicity. We only have one platform. Uh, and I think about it from a software perspective as an architect, uh, as an inventor, I think about it uh, pretty much all the time. So just to give you an idea, we are um, very soon we are launching uh, a digital asset sharing um, or the ability to share digital asset. What that means is uh, content that is created, let's say an on-demand content that is created in one club now can be shared with another club, whether it is across the country, across the world. So what that does for you is you may have content that is created, let's say by the top clubs in US, still can be used by, by another club that does not have the ability to create those contents. Now, we are going to be launching this at incredible speed and within the next couple of months after Montana was actually the one they, start, they asked for it uh, beginning of this year, uh, that they they have multiple uh, uh, they they are a, essentially a conglomerate of clubs multiple clubs that are work together mm -hmm. and they said yeah we could do that the reason why we could because this is something I thought about right in the beginning when we were uh, in the la in the first couple of years working with Mike that is when we did not really we, we we basically had one customer one beta customer that was TCC so a lot of these thought processes went into this. They weren't not fully implemented at that time. 
but they are designed into or architected into a product. So that allows us to really release new products as and when uh, the customers demand for it, but it is all integrated into a single platform. So just to give you an idea, with this functionality of a digital asset sharing, it could be uh, an on-demand class, it could be live streaming, it could be fitness plans, it could be uh, two-way uh, um, uh, 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 virtual training by a trainer. All of those can be done at one club and shared with another. With another. The, the club that is receiving it, they can price it whichever way they want. They can have whatever booking rules that they want. So for example, if they want to make this available only to their, um, uh, uh, to their uh, premium members, let's say they, it is a one-on-one -on -one training, for example, and they want to give their premium members the ability to book one week in advance as opposed to the regular members that they give two, week, two days in advance. So the receiving club can do all of that and they can price it to their, uh, they can keep it free, for example, to their premium members and price it at, um, uh, at, a, at a lower price, let's say $10 for it for their regular members. And they could price it at $20 to the non-members. So they can do all of that. But that, is, that was the thought process had already gone into, the architect, architecture and design had already gone into. Now we have someone who wants to use it and we have the overall system in place. So we are able to deliver all that relatively quickly. We are doing probably uh, a release every month and a half or so. And every time that we come out with like this release, it was Les Mills on-demand video content uh, that we have, we are, we are partnered with Les Mills and we have now the ability of um, delivering the Les Mills content that's gonna get updated every three months. Uh, it is going to be essentially a tile on the on the club uh, on their on the club platform. We just turn it on. the uh, The club can price it whichever way they want, and it's mm -hmm. now available to the members. So it is because of all of this that we had built. We are able to release our new functionality very quickly, without really going into uh, building uh, something custom for anyone. Uh, we have stayed away from being, building custom, and I'm going to stay away from it unless we get to a point where, you know, <laughs> let's say uh, LA Fitness comes in and says, I want this, and you need to, can you do this custom for me? Yeah, of course. That's the difference. Gotcha. Thing altogether. gotcha. So, so, Mike, in closing here, what's the target market, you know, whether it's a multi-unit operator, large sports club, single unit, you know, wh wh who's, who's best suited for this, or is it, you know, architected across across the board, but where, where are you focusing most of your time? Well, it's architected across the board. As of now, we've, we've uh, focused most of our time with the URSA clubs, Rex Roundtable clubs, uh, both chains and single brick and mortar clubs. Um, I did wanna say one other thing, Pete, because we're really excited about where this can go with medical fitness and healthcare. You know, working with Kaiser Permanente, for example, who's the largest uh, healthcare provider in the in the country, being able to take what Praveen was talking about and get highly respected and and uh, regarded physicians and clinicians putting together short videos, one to three minute videos on on exercise and brain health, exercise and cancer, exercise and diabetes, fibromyalgia, all these different things. And be able to offer that education 
to a public that needs it. And I think COVID changed the world. COVID made it very clear to the mass majority that people have to focus on wellness and health and they have to manage their health care much better than they've been doing. And so I think the opportunities in, in medical fitness and healthcare are things that we haven't even started to tap into. And that's very exciting to me as well. That's great. Well, um, I'm glad we're able to get this podcast going. Praveen, great work on, on what you've uh, accomplished since we first spoke a couple of years ago. Mike, glad to reconnect with you. And um, uh, simplicity definitely wins the uh, wins the day, especially in our industry. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys continue to progress and get into these key accounts and uh, get more people healthy. And get, or we're going to eradicate diabetes, loneliness, and what else, Steve? Obesity. We'll get rid of all three of those. Yeah. So let's do another one of these in uh, in 12 months and give a additional progress report. So I'll keep you guys uh, gunning for the for the next Halo Talks with yeah, updates like for us. Yeah, Pete and Dave, thank, thank you very much, Pete so much for this opportunity. And Pete, thank you for all you've done for this industry and others. Thank really. you very much. You got it, guys. All right, man. Continued success. Great work. We're good talking to you. Stay safe. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you. As we continue to build our Halo Talks email notification database, want to offer you a free $10 instant gift card from our friends at Promotion Vault. Also, to show you how easy it is to offer your members and prospects and clients the ability to get desired actions out of them and reward them in real time. Go to halotalks.com, put your email address into the pop-up box, see how it works, get a free $10 gift card from us, and uh, keep listening and making everybody great.